I'd like that if you have the power to have him stand up, sit down. Grace to you. God's undeserved love. Peace. Peace which only a Christian can have. Knowing that his sins are forgiven and on the day he dies, he will be with Jesus. And a love which goes beyond our understanding. It is ours through Jesus Christ. Amen. For those that have uh, phones, if you want to dial up your text, it's John chapter 12, beginning with verse 1, going from 1 to 19. It reads, Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief as keeper of the money bag. He used to help himself to what was put inside it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was meant that she should save the, this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd was with him, continued to spread the word 
that he had called Lazarus from the grave, raising him from the dead. Many people, because they had heard that he had given this, or he had done this miracle, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. O Lord, open down my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Amen. We have been taking the theme, Jesus like none other. And this morning, we are going to have Jesus getting honor like none other. Text takes place six days before Jesus is to be crucified. He has come from Jericho up to Jerusalem, about 3,000 feet. And he comes into Bethany. Now there's Bethany... Bethphage, and then Jerusalem. Bethphage is not around anymore. Bethany is. Bethany is where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus have their place. And Jesus often went there. You could sort of call it a home that he had, although he said, I have no place to lay my head. He has come there because they're going to honor him with a meal. Now, the meal is not taking place in the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, but in Simon, who is probably also a friend. Martha is serving, and guess where we find Mary? Same place she's always been, at Jesus' feet. Sometime during this meal, Mary gets up, she takes a bottle of alabaster that has nard in it. Spike nard is the actual uh, perfume. It, it's kind of interesting. Spike, spike nard was used as a perfume. It was used medicinally. It was used to flavor food. It was also used as a mouthwash. But it was very expensive because it probably came from either China or India. In fact, if you look at our text, it says, Judas says it was worth a day, uh, year's wages. Now, if you look in one of the other Gospels, it says 300 denarii. A denarii was one day's wage. Now, how they come up with a year, you have... Take out your Sabbath days on which they could not work, plus your festival days, and so you have a year's wages. Think of that. A year's wages. Go into our economy today. Hey, is the treasurer here this morning? Wouldn't that be great? Everybody in the congregation give a year's wages. You could do anything you want, could you? That's what Mary did. Mary gave her all. 
and it was pure. There wasn't watered down so that some merchant could make a little more money. It was pure spikenard. Now, they're reclining at the table. Remember, they were reclining. This is, I'd do it, except I'd probably never be able to get up. They're, they're lying down, and that's why she has accessibility both to the head and the feast. feet. If you remember Jesus when the Lord's Supper, and they were reclining, and Jesus says, one of you will betray me, and Peter says to John, hey, John, ask him who it is. And the Bible says, he leaned over on Jesus' breast. Then you can see, as he's lying, he's like, Jesus, who is it? Well, he's lying down. Mary gets up. She breaks the bottle. Now, the bottle probably had a very small opening because it was expensive and you would just use a dab. She is doing it, giving it her all. She pours it on, her, on Jesus' head, according to Matthew and Mark, and then goes down all the way to the feet. Now, it wasn't unusual for them to wash the feet. In fact, it was ceremonially done to anybody who was really somebody. But with expensive perfume? But it was even more. She then wiped her feet with her hair. Now you have to realize how much out of character this is for a woman of that day. No person saw a woman's hair down except the husband. And for her to wipe Jesus' hair, uh, feet with her hair was something that was very intimate. It would have been something which would have been in the gossip newspapers or sat around the coolers as they were drinking their, their water or wine. This was something that was unusual. And Mary was doing it in spite of what people were going to say about her. Isn't that the way we react to Jesus? We're never afraid to say something about what's right and wrong in the eyes of God. Really? How often do we pull back somebody making a statement which is against God's word? And we think to ourselves, you know, if I say something, they're going to think bad things about me. Do we honestly give our all to Jesus and, and we stand behind our words and say, Oh God, you, 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 you run my life. Uh, but if people are going to make fun of me, I'm not going to do it. She gave her life. She gave her all. She poured that perfume on Jesus' feet and wiped it with her hair. Why? Because of her love and honor for Jesus.
Christians, that has to be our motivation also. Think of what Jesus has done. Think of what Jesus had done for Mary. Raised her brother. Oh, that was great. Think of what he did for her soul. As Mary sat at Jesus' feet and she listened to his words, she knew what was coming. In fact, it says in our text, she had saved it for his burial. You want to really know something? She knew something which the disciples, three years had been with them, couldn't even figure out. Our text says they didn't figure it out until after Jesus was glorified, after he had arisen from the dead. Oh, that's what he was doing. And yet she knew she had saved that ointment for the burial of Jesus. Now, she comes, gives of herself, and she leaves us with that example. Do we give of ourselves? Not everybody's happy. Our text says Judas. If you look in Matthew and Mark, all the disciples. You know, so often that the scripture will mention one. Look in the other gospels. All the disciples are saying, wait a minute, what's she doing? That's, that's expensive. Could have been given to the poor. Judas said, hey, what are you doing? You could have sold that, the money given to the poor. Jesus says, leave her alone. She has done this, saved this for my burial. Now, if you remember, after Jesus died, the women didn't have a chance to completely put the perfume on Jesus' body. And so on Easter morning, they're running out there with their, their perfumes. They never did get to put them on. But that was the custom. Mary knew this, and so she gave it. But Jesus says, stop. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. And you know, that, that really, if I stopped right here, you'd say, wow. Kind of nasty of Jesus, wasn't it? Y'all was going to have the poor, but hey, do it to me. That isn't what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying reality. The poor are going to be here till the end of time. They will. But I'm not going to be. And Mary has saved this as an honor to me. To honor me with that gift. So, the disciples are happy. And the chief priests um, I think we're going to have to get rid of not only Jesus, but we have to get rid of Lazarus also. Because they are starting to follow him. If you look at the, the context of this whole thing, the chief priests really, they think, 
have a good motive. This is for the best of the people. They aren't following us. They're following somebody else. It'd be like you following me and your pastor coming back and saying, wait a minute, what are you doing? They were beginning to follow Jesus. And they're saying, but they should be following me. And so they wanted to get rid of Jesus and Lazarus. Well, the day ends. Honor has been given to Jesus, but there's more honor to come. The next day, Jesus is going to Jerusalem, the last time. Well, really not the last time. I believe Jesus, during the evenings, at times went to Bethany until the day of his death. But scripture doesn't really say that. He's going to Jerusalem, and the people know this. And as he gets to Bethphage, he says, um, you two, go and get a, a donkey and a colt. Bring them to me. Oh, and by the way, the owner is going to ask, what are you doing? Just tell him the master needs it. And tell them I will return them. So he wasn't stealing. They weren't stealing. And he gets the donkey and the colt, and he rides on the colt. You ever figure that one out? Well, there is a sacred procedure that actually initiates this. When you are doing a sacred condition, a sacred action, you take something which has not been used before. And so Jesus is going with the cold. Now, why the donkey? Kind of interesting. One of the sources said, you're taking, or the, why the cold? You're taking the donkey, the mother, so the cold will go along. That's actually, that doesn't fit my way. Because I can say what scripture says. In Zechariah it says, and a donkey and a colt of a donkey. So Jesus was fulfilling scripture. He comes into Jerusalem. The people take off their coats. They lay it on the, floor, on the ground so that the animal is not touching the earth. That was, kings would have this. And then they even call him king of Israel. King, the son of David. You see, they were looking at a savior. They were actually calling him a savior. But a savior that they wanted, not the savior that he was. They wanted to be free of everything that was surrounding them, the Roman government and everything else. And that's why, five days later, these same people that are saying, Hosanna, save! God help him to save the people! 
are now shouting, Crucify! Crucify! Imagine the change in their nature. The change. Think of the change that takes place in Christians everywhere. Do you realize that we lose 40% of our confirmands within the first five years? Choir, look at yourselves. Think of 40% of you five years from now not going to church, not confessing, not caring about God. Moms and dads, figure it out. 40% of our young people are departing. They're saying right now, Hail Jesus! May God forbid that they ever shall crucify. And yet, that which was done was done for a purpose. So that Jesus could have that honor and praise and glory. He was going to suffer and die on the cross for your sins and mine. And for that we give him glory. That's what you're doing today. You're giving him the glory that he deserves. The honor he deserves. Now for a second. In your mind's eye, place your hand upon the gift that you are giving after this message. And ask yourself if that truly represents the honor that you have for your Lord. Next week Sunday, as you wake up, ask yourself if your honor for your Lord is motivating you to hear his message of that forgiveness and that salvation which Jesus had won for us. He deserves our honor. He died for us so that we might live, might live forever. Amen. And may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.